Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 63 of the Curtain Call Theatre podcast, the podcast that takes you backstage as close as you possibly can be to the people who make theatre happen. I'm Theo Bosenket. Just a quick reminder, as always, before we get going, that if you are a theatre professional or you know one, make sure you or they sign up for a Curtain Call profile. Log on to curtaincallonline.com to create your free profile today and start networking with people across the industry. Now for this week's podcast. On Sunday, I attended the inaugural Stage Debut Awards, held by the Stage newspaper to recognise new and emerging talent in the theatre industry. It was a really great event, and I was in the press room where I got to talk to a range of the winners and the guest presenters. And the question I asked them all was how did they make their own debut in theatre? It led to some really interesting responses, ranging from nativity plays through to fully-fledged professional productions. Let's kick off with actress Priya Kalidis, who was the guest presenter. Her many credits range from the films East is East and Bend It Like Beckham to West End productions of Bombay Dreams and Joseph and His Amazing Telegram Dreamcoat. But she told us about her humble beginnings in the school play. My very first time on the stage was when I was eight years old and my primary school did a production of Jack in the Beanstalk and they announced that I would play Jack, which was a a bit confusing for me because I thought that it was going to be either played by Kirsten, the beautiful blonde girl, or Mark, who was like the cheeky chappy in my class, and it went to me, and everyone sort of looked at me like, really? But because it was a musical version, they, the, the teachers had written songs for for that for the show, for Jack and Beanstalk, um, and I had a real uh, interest in music from a very young age, and I loved it, and, um, and that's why they gave me the part, and that was my first ever experience on stage. I am Dan Gillespie-Sells. Um, I have just won the Stage Debut Award for Best Composer 2017. My first actual performance was Glastonbury Festival when I was five. My dad put me up on the stage. I was five years old. There was, it was one of those open mic type things in one of the weird tents around the back there. It was only a small festival when I was little. And my dad bung me up on the stage and I played like the four chords that I knew on the piano for about, I think about 20 minutes before someone could actually get me off. I didn't know how to finish. Hi, I'm Grace Maloney and I've just won Best Actress in a Play um, at the Stage Debut Awards. My first time on the stage was auditioning for my Year 6 musical Scrooge and I really wanted to be singing Scrooge and I got up onto the stage in front of teachers' class, was about to start singing and just froze, couldn't get any words out and then burst into tears and ran off. So <laughs> that was that was my first experience. From such tiny acorns. I though, know. I do yeah. think it scarred me a little bit though. Singing <laughs> still gives me a bit of a freak out, yeah. So we probably shouldn't expect you to see, in, uh, see you in West Side Story. The <laughs> thing is, I love singing, so I would hope that I would be, but no, I don't think so. <laughs> Next up, we're going to hear from a couple of West End actresses. Noma Damaswani has just finished her run as Hermione in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child and will be transferring to Broadway with the show next year. And Christina Bennington is currently starring in Bat Out of Hell, the Meatloaf musical, which is coming back to the West End next year. So it would have been uh, the Walls of Youth Theatre under uh, Dick Tucky, is what we called him, is Anthony Tucky, who was the artistic director of the theatre at the time. And it was the Princess and the Swineherd. 
and I would have been 13 years old. The first production prop I ever did with lights and everything and costume and everything. And all I know is that it's been so long, there's a couple of friends reminded me going, you were in the prison of the swine and I remember looking, finding, doing all, uh, you know, we're doing the decluttering thing again. Oh my God, that was the poster. I think I played the mother or something. I can't remember what I did. I was 13 years old and it was great. There was new theatre, The Princess and the Swineherd by Dick Tucking. Oh, well, he directed it. My mum's going to kill me. My stage debut was when I was in primary school and I was five or six and we were doing a play about mermaids and they said, who wants to be Queen of the Mermaids? And I put my hand up and said, well, I've already got a Queen of the Mermaids costume. So... I'd love to do it. And they said, great, you've got the job. <laughs> so I went home to my mum that night and I was like, mum, I'm going to need you to make a Queen of the Mermaids costume. I was like five. I already knew how to work the system, you know? Okay, so that was the first time I was ever in a play was because I pretended I had a costume so that I could be the lead. <laughs> Abraham Papula won Best Actor for his portrayal of Othello at the Bristol Tobacco Factory. I asked him firstly how he made his stage debut and also about the importance of the awards. First role, I was eight years old, played Jesus Christ in The Passion of Christ. Not a bad place to start. No. So I've been trying, I don't think I ever reached those heavy, those heavy heights again. Um, Othello was close, um, but yeah. Um, so that was my first role and I loved it. It was great. It's why I called Acting Bug. Yeah. Start at the top. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, how important are these awards, do you think, to the industry? I think they're really important. Um, I was quite shocked when I got the email and then and I'm really excited the fact that they're happening. Um, just nice to know that actually you know there's there's a lot of talent um, that are making their debuts. There's loads of talent out there in so many fields as well. I um, mean, it's good to just say you know you don't have to be 20 years into the career to be recognised, which is such a nice thing. Um, and just good to be able to give um, people like myself a boost, just in at the very least self-belief, an affirmation of stuff that you might not know to be true or things that you already know to be true. Um, I think they're really important in that respect. Yeah. Next up, let's hear from a couple of directors. Lekin Lawal won Best Director for his production of Betrayal at the Derby Theatre and Rufus Norris is the current Artistic Director of the National Theatre. It was the nativity, always. Always the nativity. And obviously, because I was so talented, I was the narrator. And we I have a narrator the, in the house. I was a narrator. Um, and I narrated the nativity. I, I knew the story well. Um, I, I knew exactly when the sheep were coming in. Um, I was very young. My mum was very happy. I think it was her proudest moment of me in theatre. So um, that's not embarrassing. It's just that I was a very good narrator. And any time I stretch to anything else, it's always been a bit of a disappointment, I imagine. Maybe that's why you're now a director. I think it You is. know, it all started the, yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Except I find that um, my creatives and my team and the people that are working with me often show me the way. So, yeah. I was in Noya's Flood in uh, Addis Ababa in Ethiopia when I was two. <laughs> Brilliant answer. We had Dan Gillespie saying that he played Glastonbury when he was five. So oh, wow! You've managed that to go younger well, than that. Well, no, yeah. Um, Addis is cooler than Glastonbury as well. What did you play? What was your role? I was a chicken. Yeah. That was pretty good. Hands up who'd love to see a revival of that performance in the Olivier Theatre. Finally, let's hear from producer and theatre owner Nika Burns, who told us about her ballet roots, and Kenneth Cranham the actor who is about to star in Heisenberg at the West End's Wyndham's Theatre. 
Uh, I, yes, I was, I was uh, your uh, little ballet girl and I started competing um, in uh, dance competitions um, at the age of about seven and I did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them uh, and uh, I enjoyed it so she wasn't just her pushing me but if I didn't win I wouldn't half get it in the neck boys and girls and I would never do that to my child um, but I do I I never got nervous and when I became I was an actress before I turned to producing but my favorite moment always was that first moment that you heard your first line and your cue and you just stepped on stage and you'd come out of the dark of the winds and you'd go into the light of the stage and I was in the place where I was so happy. I loved performing every minute of it so that's how I think I, I, I miss it you know. Tulsa Comprehensive that I went to, which no longer exists, the two men that, that looked after drama were both, they both loved the Royal Court, for instance, and at school I played Macbeth full length for four nights. I played Bamforth in Long, Short and the Tall, a part made famous by Peter O'Toole at the Royal Court. I did Dorothy L. Sayers, I did Ian Esco, I did... I, I stayed on at school because there was the good parts coming up. It's got, it got really out of hand. I couldn't get five O-levels, but, you know, if you play Macbeth full length, that's about six O-levels on its own, really, isn't it? You know, and, and so I, I had a fantastic start like that. I don't know if that sort of start exists anymore. I don't know. But for me, it's it, it saved my life. It's what, and I've, I've been a friend of Joe Orton and Harold Pinter and, and done all their plays, even acted with Harold and all of that. All of these things happen to me because of, of having... It's usually a teacher. There's usually a couple of teachers somewhere. And, and that, that's a sort of bridge between your, your home life and, and what happens to you. A lovely note to end on there from Kenneth Cranham. Thanks to him and all our guests on this week's podcast and to the stage for inviting us along to their awards. Finally, before we finish, just another reminder that if you are a theatre professional or you know one, be sure to sign up for a account on the Curtain Call website, curtaincallonline.com, where you can create your profile and network with other professionals in the industry. Thank you very much for listening. Do join us next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.